What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. I have my girl Kat on today. I'm going to call her now, and let's try to get this set up. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. All right, we're in here. What's up, Kat? What's up? (laughs) You sound very excited to be here. I appreciate it. to be here too. Thanks for having me on your podcast. So what's it about? Well, this is the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. We normally delve into issues of relationships, self-esteem, self-worth, all that fun stuff. You're part of the Corona series because obviously I'm, stop it, (laughs) because I'm talking to people obviously during the coronavirus. So we actually have a free range to go across any topic you so choose. But we always start talking about how you're getting through crisis, what your feelings are, any conspiracy theories, all that stuff. Then we segue into some more fun topics. Okay, sounds good. So, how are you holding up during this whole time? Oh my God. So, for me, oh gosh. You know, it's, it's varied. So, at the start, I was like, so anxious that I couldn't be productive, like, like creatively productive. Like I get my work done. Um, so I work from home. So I get my nine to five work done. And then, and then afterwards I'd just be like, I can't do anything. And I would just watch TV and kind of just be blah. And I would try to get like a workout in every day, but like, that's it. That's all I could do. Um, I saw you on social media running around. Huh? I saw you on social media running around outside. Yeah, I was like, okay, if you post to social media, then you have to, you have that social pressure, like, okay, I got to keep this up, True. because people are expecting me to post it. <laughs> people are looking to you for fitness inspiration, like, if cat doesn't work out, I'm getting fat, that's how I live, so, for sure. Exactly, I'm like, this is how I'm going to hold myself accountable, and then, um, and then, I so I do take medication for anxiety, Okay. and I guess I wasn't taking enough of it, and um, I saw my therapist, and she's like, yeah, let's double, not double the dose, but let's do a second dose every day, like one in the middle of the day, and one to go to sleep, <coughs> and that helped me a lot, so, like, I can't tell you enough, like, what a difference that made, like, I started on, like, a Thursday, taking a little bit more anxiety medication, and then by Sunday, it was like, my the clouds had parted, and I had energy to be creative, oh, and wow. I wasn't worrying so much, which is so good. This is a really good commercial for anxiety medication, and I feel like you should be somebody's spokesperson, because when you said the clouds parted, I could see the commercial of you running on a beach by yourself with a kite, and the clouds parting, and you just, thank you, whatever your medication is, and right. yeah. I can see the feeling now, that is not an anxiety commercial. That's precisely like for like erectile dysfunction or something. <laughs> I said, see clearly, it's think clearly. I can think clearly. There you go. Yeah, you, that, that, that one little word change will keep you out of the courts because they will definitely sue you for taking their theme song to use for your own personal game. Yeah, no, it was it was great. And then like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a really big advocate of like mental health stuff. If you have the ability to see a therapist, see a therapist. If you need to see a psychiatrist to give you pills and meds, don't be scared of that. It's scary. It is. But I think most of them are like really good. So, you know, if it's an option to do it, I think, um, I'm very big advocate of that. And then, yeah, I was able to take my meds and then I felt a lot better and now I've been super creative posting all kinds of silly shit online. <laughs> I, I see you. You've been you've been in your thirst queen. Um, <laughs> you've been thirst trapping for the last week, and I gotta tell you, I, I appreciate you for keeping for keeping <laughs> for keeping Instagram together. I'm like, um, is I thought someone hacked your account at first. I'm like, I guess Cash is out here in a thirst bag. So, you know, I'll let you know that the streets is watching, but <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> Okay, okay, a couple months ago, though, remember, I was all upset about this guy. I knew, I remember vividly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, this guy, I called him a fuckboy, and he got mad, and now he's ghosting me. And, like, he never came back. Let's just put that out there. That's for and, the best. <laughs> but I was, like, so pissed off, because 
he was the third guy out of a series of three guys who had like an ex that was like an Instagram model or a beauty queen. And I was like, fuck this noise. I'm just as pretty as them. And I'm going to put my shit out there. That way I can be treated like I am just as valuable and not just kind of discarded just because I'm a smart girl who doesn't show off. So, so your, your smart girl um, theory was... I'm smarter than these chicks probably are, but I look as good as them, so I need to put my body out there so people can see how smart I am. Okay, here's here's how I feel. I feel like guys don't really value smarts or achievements. I feel like no matter how smart or high achieving or awesome a woman is, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she's valued by her looks. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to take that and I'm going to remix it a little bit. Guys okay. don't care about smarts, mostly on the front end. So like me, when I first meet you, I don't need you to be smart. But I don't know any guy who wants to long-term date or be with someone who's dumb. So on your end, yeah, like if I first meet you in a bar, you're like, I'm magna cum laude. I'm like, yeah, what are you drinking? Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, that doesn't move me. But you can't be locked down with somebody for eight weeks who's an airhead you can't take somebody to meet your family who's not you know on the level so i think first of all you have horrible taste in men like can we just be honest about this <laughs> but i don't because i talk to listen i speak fluent dude i talk to guys all the time and we respect dating smart women we want the mother of our children to be smart and to be well um rounded but if i meet you early in the club or if i'm on instagram dming not that important it's not that important. Yeah, but see, here's my problem. Because I was single for like, okay, out of the seven years, the past seven years, almost eight years now, mm. I have really only had two boyfriends the entire time. And like one that lit, one that was like a long distance thing for two years, but I feel like that's different. And I, um, I don't count it. And, but two real boyfriends. And um, I'm like, that's not acceptable (laughs) why not um i just feel like that should be more you know like i'm i'm I'm, I'm waiting for you i hear what you're saying but you just said it and my my brain asked me to question it because is it you should have more experience with guys or is it that you should have if you have two really good relationships in seven years is that how is that no, a, a, I didn't say really good. I didn't okay. say really good. Well, I was giving they a hypothetical. <laughs> they were like a couple of months each one. And then beyond that it's like crickets. Like, okay, I'll go on like some dates, like be talking to someone for a little bit, but it doesn't become a relationship. There's a lot of like it doesn't go beyond a certain point. And I'm like, okay, something is something is not working in here okay so i think at this point i'm just trying to think like okay what are the things like i feel like i'm nice i'm smart and successful well maybe i just need to put more thirst traps out there (laughs) listen i don't know if thirst traps are the answer i'm also not going to tell you they're not the answer so (laughs) (laughs) so even if they're not the answer just keep it up until you figure out what the answer is is it all right so i'll i'll ask you this question because what you're talking about falls very much in line with the podcast. So I appreciate you being on brand. <laughs> what is so I've asked this question to regular women I meet in regular life. And this is usually kind of leads to you were kind of touching on it, but you kind of pull back. It's what is it that you're bringing to the table initially to be dated? And then we can kind of go from there. So you said you're smart, you're nice. And I forgot you said thirst trappy, but that's just a new thing. What have you been for the last yeah. seven years? Um, so my day job, so I'm a comedian, right? But I also have a day job. And that day job is I'm a manager of market research at a software company. Okay. And like, I'm a leader. I, I have a team of four people under me going on five people under me. Um, and so I'm a high achieving woman. So I bring to the table, I'm like financially stable, accomplished. I have a master's degree. So that's cool. Um, so I'm also smart. Um, but I also, I have a great sense of humor. That's the comedian part that comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to also be like nice 
Like, I'm not just this high-achieving person who's, like, a robot with, like, facts and figures. <laughs> I'm, Wish like, you're 401k. <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> yeah, so I bring that. I think my weaknesses are um, that, like, I'm not that domestic, so there's that. Meaning, uh, me, meaning that you're, not, like, you're not, you're not, you travel for work and that kind of stuff, so you're not... N- no, no, no. What I mean by that is, like, domesticated. Like, ah, that's how okay. my mom says it. Uh, I can't. I absolutely can cook. I can. Um, but, like, if you see my car, my car is a little messy. Okay. Because I'm on the road for comedy a lot. Right. And if you see my room, my room's a little messy. Mm-hmm. And mostly my mom cooks for me because I live with her at this point in time to save money because I'm financially smart. Sure. I could live on my own, but I want to save up so I could buy a house, right? So, I get that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, okay. that's what I bring to the table. And the thing is, I used to be more modest, but now I'm, I'm, I'm. That's where the thirst trappiness comes yeah, in. Yeah, you can't, you can't. There's like, no modest thirst traps. That's not how that game goes. You can't. Yeah, you I can't. Used to be like, oh, I'm like such a good girl. I'm not like one of those girls. I'm so modest, but I feel like that is a loser's game. <laughs> Well, it's a loser's game if it's not who you are, right? If it's if it's if it's who you are, then it's just the only game you have. If you're playing a role, then yeah, it's not it's not a winning hand. But I guess I'll ask you this question because we've DM chatted a couple times. We haven't had a conversation like this, so I'm, I'm kind of getting to know you as the people are at the same time. What is okay. it? What is it that you are looking for in a guy? And do you think the type the type of guys you're attracted to are the ones who are built for relationships that oh boy. is a great <laughs> question um like there's there's two sides to that right there's like the checklist side where i'm going okay um is this someone who meets the criteria of like okay financially stable person who I feel like I could introduce to my family and stuff and be proud of him mm-hmm. and uh, and all that. Like, mainly that. And then, like, preferably someone who believes in God. Like, they don't have to be... They don't have to be super religious. In fact, like, probably if they were super religious, we wouldn't get along. Okay. But someone who's in that, like, zone where we're on the same wavelength. And then um, the other side of it is just the click. You know what I mean? Like, that that x factor of like you just get along Mm -hmm. you know so what kind of guys do you normally go after because from our chats and i've only known you kind of like a year so i don't know the other six years of your life but in the year that i've known you the um the choices you've made on that side have been questionable to say the least i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna put you on front street but i'm like i've said to you many times you can go back to the dms you're better than this do better why Leave this person alone. This is the this I is my like refrain. I'm not. I'm, this is on top of the dome. Is do better. You deserve better. What are you talking about? This guy's a bum. And you're like, yeah, but for me. And you just go back. And I'm like, all right. Well, what are you going to do? Like it's. Yeah, I'm frustrating. Uh, it can be. <laughs> as a friend, <laughs> I can see. I can see. Um. Okay. Here's who I tend to go for. I, gosh, it tends to be like. Um, it it just depends. Sometimes I do better, sometimes I don't. Honestly, I lean towards, like, pretty boys, not gonna lie. Like, I end up going for, like, that, um, my last relationship, the long-distance one, he was, like, hyper-masculine hockey player type guy. Okay. Um, but he was great. Like, he was really smart. We got along so well. Like, he was amazing. Um, but he just lived in New York. (laughs) Not Um, good, yeah. So... That was tough. But, like, one of my ex-boyfriends, like, the ones that was, a like, a real boyfriend for, like, four months was a scientist. That was cool. Smart. Um, sure. Yeah. That was cool. But then he was, like, too smart, and then he, like, always thought he knew better than me, and I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. But, mm. um, yeah, I tend to go for, like, not on purpose, but they end up being like really douchey and then somehow everybody else around me is like yeah 
of course that went wrong. Look at him. He's a tool. And I'm like, I thought he was cute. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Do they tell you that early on and you say, no, you just don't know him like I do? Or do they tell you that as you tell them he's a douche? And they're like, yeah, I kind of felt it, but I didn't tell you. Like, do you have proactive friends or reactive friends? Okay, my recent strategy in the past, oh, like, boy. from the new year forward has been to reach out to friends. Because I had this thing where, as a comedian, I tend to want to date other comics. The bonus of that is that I can ask, like, a group of trusted friends, like, what's this guy's reputation? Okay. And they will tell me, he's a piece of trash cat. No. Trash cat? That's a new one. We had to put that in Guinness somewhere. Never heard trash cat before. That's awesome. <laughs> he is a piece of trash. Um, that's what I meant. I appreciate that. <laughs> he's a piece that. of trash, comma, cat. Um, <laughs> not... <laughs> Ah. Trash cat. <laughs> the trash cat um, is way funnier than trash and then your name, unfortunately. So, whatever. He's I'm... a trash cat cat. There yeah, we go. <laughs> I'm with it. Let's go. Um, yeah. So, a couple of them, they were like, yeah, that's not boyfriend material, honey. So, I passed on that. And then recently, there was someone who everybody was like, no, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. And then he turned out to be in a relationship. And I'm like, what the fuck? How how long were you talking to him before you found out he was in a relationship? Um, like a month. Oh wow, you weren't asking the right questions, then. Yeah, I'm putting. Yeah, this well, thing I one friend, mm-hmm. one friend was like, "Oh, he's married, married, oh, right?" Okay. And I was, what? So I directly asked the guy, "Are you married?" And he's like, "No, I've never been married." Did you ask a follow-up question like, do you live with somebody who you're going to marry? I did not ask that follow-up that's a rookie, question. That's a rookie mistake, Kat. I need you to do better. I'm going back to our DMs. <laughs> I need you to do better. If someone says, listen, even if he's not married, the question of, because even the question, are you dating somebody, is vague enough that people can be like, nah, we just kicking it. The real question is, are you involved with somebody? Because that kind of is all-encompassing. And then they'll be like, well, you know, I kind of just... I go out with somebody from time to time, and then you can kind of discern from there. But you got to ask the question. And maybe you knew he was committed the whole time, and you just didn't want to actually know the answer to the question. But you got to ask because he has every incentive to not tell you if he's if he's booed up and then try to talk to you on the side. You're like the side chick. But what sucks is, like, this dude, everybody was like, he is a great guy. Like, one of my friends was like, oh, my gosh, you two are my favorite two people, and I would love it if you guys ended up together. So you can imagine how excited I got. And then that. And the fact that shocked me even more, because here I was like, oh, I can rely on my close friends who know everybody to tell me the reputation. And even then, even a guy with a great reputation can turn out to just be another uh, trash cat. (laughs) (laughs) Love the use of it. But here's the thing, though. You're, people know what they what you allow them to know about you. So your friends who know him, may, they may have done a couple of shows with him. Maybe they work with him. They don't know his personal person. Like, they don't know the ins and outs of who he is. And so friends' advice is important. It gives you a guide, I guess. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Like, that's that detective work that every woman knows how to do from birth. You got to tap into some of that. And figure out what kind of person they're talking to because a month is a long time of connecting somebody before that comes out. Like you can you can hide crazy for a month, but you can't hide a relationship for a month, not not reasonably. Yeah. I know, right? And it it was yeah, that was dumb. That I was like, wow. And here's the other thing though, too. Um, I was like, oh, I can ask people and they'll tell me, but that doesn't work when they're a well-liked person with a lot of like what i didn't realize was how much our friend circles intersected Mm -hmm. so like some of his homies are my homies but they've known him longer so they covered for him true and now like oh i see how it is motherfuckers yeah but it it goes both ways Your, your girlfriends will cover for you too if they were in the same situations that's what they're being good friends they're just not being good towards you you're not you're not as good of a friend as he is. So they made their choice. So yeah. there might be a whole group of trash cats, but <laughs> it's just, they did what friends do. They did. But also it's a career thing because he posts, uh, God, I don't even want to go into that, but 
he's a little bit further along in his career, so he can help them more than I can help them. So oh. I think that's part of the equation too. Is sure. they're wa- they're they're watching out for number one. Number one is themselves. So you gotta look out for your star player, but and that's why when we talk, I'm always because again, I can only talk to you from afar because I don't know you intimately. So when I did whatever advice or whatever guidance I'm trying to give is more just like look out for your star player. When I say stop talking to lame dudes, these might be guys who I know and think are good comics or good regular people, but I have a theory that most people are undateable. Most people. Interesting. I Tell think me more about this. I, I'll get into it. That's what the podcast is for. Tell me more. Go deeper. <laughs> I think maybe 25% of people are dateable. I think everyone else is either in bad relationships or they're trying to figure it out. So, again, that's a one out of four thing if you're doing the math of it. But even within that 25% who are dateable, that's, there's tears to this. Because you're a good-looking, successful woman. You're not going to date a low-tier, dateable dude. That doesn't make sense for where you are. So even in that 25%, you may be only talking to 5% of that, which is a small percentage of people, but that's the bracket that you have like you're in LA financially successful smart woman single no kids moderately crazy like that's you checking off a lot of boxes <laughs> a lot of boxes you're checking so with all those boxes like you know there comes some 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 clout there and you got to use that clout accordingly so i think most people are i think most people don't know themselves and so that makes them inherently undateable or they don't know what they're looking for, which is another side of it. So some people have both. They don't know themselves or what they're looking for. So they're like the worst of the dateable people. But they look good because we're in L.A. So that's why when I ask that question, what are you bringing to the table? I've had women go blank for 20 seconds. Like, I'm trying to find somebody. Well, what are you bringing to the table? Um, hello? Like, it's like it gets silent. Like, you don't even know what you're bringing to the table, but you want somebody and you want to be complete. But you don't know what you're missing because you don't know yourself. So this is I don't think it's even pessimistic. I think if you ask people and you start going through groups of friends and people, you know, a lot of people are in bad relationships. A lot of people are. We both know friends who cheated or are cheating. And we know people who, you know, it's L.A. And maybe the whole country is not like this, but definitely out here. It's a little bit more. Scandalous. Yeah, I feel like in other parts of the country, like. Guys are for sure more committal. I I don't think women out here are any less committal, or if they are, like maybe it's only like twenty percent versus guys here compared to over there. Like over there, eighty percent of guys are super committal, and here it's like twenty percent of guys are committal. Oh wow! Whereas with women, it's like okay, maybe ninety percent out there want commitment, and here eighty percent want commitment. Like it's pretty like neck and neck. And that's a big problem with L.A. Like, I have guy friends who are, like, oh, my God, just across the freaking country. People who I know, who I've met either through, like, because from school or work, for whatever reason, we intersected in California for a bit, and then they moved back. Mm-hmm. And just culturally, they, um, they, they're, like, they are like a little bit in love with me. And I don't say that in a cocky way. I mean like, no, I think if we lived in the same place and I felt the same way about them, they would be in a relationship with me in a heartbeat, 100%. But they all live in like Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Ew. I get it. I mean, listen, you said in love, again, I don't know you that intimately. But again, you check a lot of boxes for a lot of people. But... At the same time, you, with all those boxes you check, you still choose shady dudes. So, like, I think on some level, like, you're like, I got all this going for me, but the one big piece I'm missing is I'm not exactly sure. Because even when I ask you what you're looking for, you say, I look for pretty guys or whatever. And that's, this is, this is L.A., so there's a lot of those people walking around. But there's no substance to beauty. So, even in... That statement is more like even the guys you like aren't the guys who really want to be relational types, unless you make a pretty boy a house husband or something like that. I don't know. That's the thing, right? I'm like, oh, do I have to? I don't want to. (laughs) But like, oh my god, the other day I found a guy. This is a couple months ago. 
Hmm. I found a guy on one of the apps who was like, he worked in real estate, he was like nice looking. I'm like, okay, this guy's a catch. And like via text talking to him, he's like, yeah, I'm definitely looking for like a like a relationship relationship. I'm like, this is great, cool. Let's get dinner on Friday. Blah blah blah. He said, let's get dinner on Friday. I was like, okay. Okay. And then the Thursday night, you'll you'll remember this from my Instagram, I'm sure. Oh geez. The Thursday night before, he messages me at 3 a.m. and he's like, you up? Oh. Don't you want to get on this? Like, and then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm acting like an idiot. What year is this? you don't want to fuck dinner with me tomorrow anymore. Sorry. Like, he said, do you want to get on this? What year is this, bro? No one talks like that. It was so gross and weird. Like, he was obviously drunk. Yeah. I'm like, wow. What? <laughs> I don't like, know. If, uh, I don't know if that's as uncommon as you think it is. Like again, I'm from I'm from Florida, so I'm not from here. Uh, I didn't grow up out here. I didn't go to college here. So when I came here, I was a fully adult person with you know almost 30 years of life experience. So this is all like I'm taking this all in way later. I got East Coast sensibilities. And how long have you been here? This is three and a half years. I've been here. Three and a half years. Okay. But I'm born and raised in Florida, all around Jacksonville, Miami, all that good stuff, Gainesville. So I'm. I'm you know what I- one of my problem is what's that uh, no go ahead we're on a podcast we got uh, it is uh okay so i was married before i don't know if you knew this oh i think you you talked about it on stage i I heard about it but Uh, we didn't talk about it so let's get into it yeah so i got married because i was super religious when i was in my teens got married at 19 then got divorced at 21 when i realized it was a terrible idea and um one of the things that happened was we didn't have a sex life, like, at all, even though we were married. And um, part of it is that, like, I saw him, like, I just had never been attracted, attracted to a guy where I, like, felt it, felt it. And then um, all of a sudden I realized what that felt like because I met somebody who I was like, oh, my God, that's what this feeling is like? Mm-hmm. Shit. I need that <laughs> when I get married. I can't. Sure. I can't be married to someone without that feeling. Um, and so that was a big part of, like, my decision to end things. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I can't have, I can't get married to someone I don't have that chemistry with. Like, I gotta have that desire. Like, that is one of the top things. And maybe that's my problem, is that I'm looking for chemistry, like, number one, and then everything else. And I think that's how you end up with a bunch of trash cats. <laughs> it's possible, but this is, I, I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about that. Because you're saying something that parallels something that I kind of believe. I have this theory, I call it the one in a hundred principle. Where mm. if you're basically the person I want to be with is if the woman I like is in a room with 99 other women, she stands out above the rest. And that's not necessarily an attractiveness thing. It's not necessarily you know, say intellect, it's just this, it could be vibes. It could be, I just don't see them because like you, I've had the feeling of when I'm really like into somebody, I honestly don't notice other people. I don't respond to texts from other chicks. I, that's that whole walking in slow motion thing with Stevie Wonder. Isn't she lovely playing in the background? That real life kind of moment is a thing. And I felt it a few different times and it's intoxicating. And then when you go to the opposite, which is just kind of mundane and normal, it feels less than because you were so high before. And so it's not even settling. It's like I'm going under. And yeah, it's hard to accept. What are you guys doing? I don't know. Sitting in socks, watching Netflix when you had when you're on the moon before with somebody else. So I don't know if what you're going for is right or wrong. I, I I'm with you. I empathize because I feel I feel the same way in a lot of ways. But it definitely is hard. What you're looking for is rare. One in a hundred, obviously, is one percent. So if what you're looking for is a one percent feeling, then you got to go through ninety nine percent of trash cats to get to that one percent. Which means you're going to be single for more or less seven years, and you know, be super overqualified to date. Yeah, or I'm going to have to be like, okay, I'm okay with not having that feeling, and um, I don't know. 
like I know some, but I know people who have been like, oh no, I want companionship. I'm going to settle for, you know, someone who's just a really great companion and a great person who I can live with and I get along with and I'm content with. And that makes me so sad because I feel like that other part, like, like chemistry, like that's such a big part of life, like sexuality. Let me like, I'll say it. I'll say the elephant in the room. Like More bluntly, chem- yes. <laughs> like, God, imagine, I can't imagine that, just being married to somebody who I'm like, yeah, don't touch me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, that, that sounds miserable. And then on top of it, because you're monogamous, and like, because I'm monogamous and I would be a good wife, I would have to forsake all others, too. So then yeah. if I meet someone where there is chemistry, can't do anything to turn that down and basically in marrying someone i'm settling for be like putting that part of my humanity in a cage yeah like that just sounds unacceptable to me it sounds inhumane to your spirit but you're making a lot of good points i think the first point you made of friends who are like i want a companion someone to settle down with my my theory is they haven't felt that thing that you felt, that juice, because it's like the allegory of the cave. Once you know more, you can't pretend you don't know. So if you never, if you never felt it, like there are women who've never, you know, reached their climax because we're a PG podcast. <laughs> Not really, but whatever. And so they don't know what it's like to, to have it. And then they meet that one dude from around the way, whatever, the guy from the, the office, and they feel something they never felt. They have to go home to their husband. And he seems like a doof and they're like i chose you we started a family what what is all this because now their eyes have been opened to that there's more to that yeah, whole I experience friend, I, have, I have a guy friend who um was someone who i met uh through online dating to be honest um okay. who his wife left him because she ended up like getting back in touch through facebook with some guy from high school who was like a person who had been to prison and whatnot and then i guess they got together and then hooked up, and it must have been amazing. Right. Um, Amy Schumer has a joke about, like, oh, do you end up marrying the guy who was the best sex of your life? No, that guy's in prison. <laughs> yeah, it happens. I um, feel like that's usually true. Um, but so, yeah, she, like, gotten back in touch with that guy. They had amazing chemistry, so she left her husband, and, like, they had two kids together and a house together, and, like, he's, like, a really well-off, successful guy. She still left him, and that is so sad. But I think partly that is, like, when you settle for the person who you didn't have that with, you're setting yourself up for a bad outcome. Yeah. You know? I agree. You def- and that's also why you shouldn't be marrying people at 19. Like, these, these <laughs> yes, that's Christian dating too. things, like, oh, don't date, just court and then get married. Like, no. You need to want that person. There's there's a lot of that, and I grew up in a church as well, and I remember being taught basically first abstinence is the biggest thing, right? It's like, like sex is evil unless you marry. Like, oh, oh, geez, like it was very terrifying. And then there was the whole thought of, and I had this question maybe in high school, and I I was still a virgin at the time, and I was thinking, what if you meet somebody and you know you guys date for two or three years and you get married to them, but then like they suck at sex. <laughs> and now you're like you're stuck with that person but you did the right thing you did the biblical thing you didn't like you didn't you know touch them you didn't touch yourself you were pure and it's like would god you know leave you with somebody who sucks like for girls some guy who just can't bring it he's just like i'm sorry i was too busy reading the bible to have sex with you like i don't know yeah i mean i think it gets worse it's it's worse than even what you just said um and I don't know about the male side of things, but I know the female side of things is there's a lot of shame in that. There's a lot mm. of shame that gets kind of imparted to women, you know, have, having myself grown up in that um, and knowing people who grew up in that where um, where they're basically taught to suppress their desires. And mm-hmm. when you're told for so many years, like, okay, every time you have a sexual thought, that's the devil. And you need to make it go away and you need to like pray about it and feel ashamed mm-hmm. then when you do get married you feel like it's hard to it's not a light switch that you just switch on and off 
right. of okay now I'm married now I can do this joyfully and expressively and be happy True. right you carry that shame with you and I think it really causes women to shut down or to never feel like they can be okay with fully expressing themselves um, in intimate situations and just being present and enjoying it because if you like a, a woman who seems like she enjoys it too much might seem like she's more of a sinner or like a less of a godly woman so you can't fully be present like that and I've seen that with a few of my friends who are not even Christian I have a friend who's Muslim I have another friend who is um, Hindu and those cultures are also like very conservative when it comes to female sexuality prior to marriage mm-hmm. and um, even even when my friend who is Hindu like got married she's very much like ew that like she still treats sex sex like a oh like a taboo like oh yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. i'm like honey you're married now like you can i don't know be proud of it you can be dirty you can do whatever you want because it's not dirty right it's, now it's okay you're married right and on um, my other friend also was who's muslim was talking about something very very similar where she's just like yeah I can't, I can't feel like I can be comfortable wanting it because I'm going to be judged or I'm judging myself. Mm. And I just feel terrible about that. It's a, it's a really, again, I can't speak for women. So like, I thank you for saying that because I won't know that other than what I read in Cosmo. Um, but it's an interesting thing because you're, you're tapping into something that is kind of it's almost taboo to even talk about what people think is taboo like it's a weird thing and we're in this time which i appreciate of you say women's lib but really it's more just i think it's honesty i think it's sexual honesty because like women's lib is a whole movement and you can get into that whole thing i think sexual honesty i think is a real thing like people are way more open now maybe because social media allows it to basically have no privacy anyway people know what you're thinking all the time people are in your dms people you post stories so people know what you're doing all the time anyway they already know your life and so it seems like maybe the natural progression from a lack of privacy is some more depth like we already know where i live well when i'm in my room by myself i like to do this and it's like now if a woman says i want this position or 10 years ago like mad girl's a hoe she she said she wanted like this. Now you're like, what do you want? Because I want to give you what you want. Like now it's like we can be, our chemistry can kick off more because you can be more honest about what you want from me. And then as the dude, I can provide that service directly and not like be milling around. <laughs> that, pizza delivery. <laughs> it's, it's kind of dropping in sausage. What? You hungry? Um, but it's all... <laughs> But that's kind of because, again, I can't imagine what 30 years ago was like when guys were doing this. Because, listen, I'll give you a guy's perspective. A lot of guys have the same X number of moves. They just use these moves each time with each girl they talk to. So they start the same way, more or less same dirty talk, change the names, whatever, depending on how long the hair is, what have you. And they go through the same progression of stuff. But... Some girls are different. Some, like, now that you meet different women, some are way more, like, they have props. We have this. We have that. And some girls are way more vocal. Like, do that. Don't stop. Some are just chilling. Like, hey, it's all good. But because it's, there's more feedback, then the product is better. Should be, if you're listening to the feedback, I guess. Some guys don't listen. But if you listen to the feedback, when you get a guy who's able to hear that and not judge someone for expressing themselves and knowing what they want, exactly. Because one of the issues in my first marriage was, um, if I was to like accept, like if I was fully present and just enjoying it, like not not like unselfconsciously, he would go, "I just feel like you like it too much, and like you're seeming like a hoe." Like to be honest, like to say it without any. Sin pelos en la lengua, as my mom would say, which doesn't translate to English. That means without hair on the tongue. And <laughs> yeah, when I say lingua, I'm like, well, I know tongue. <laughs> but like to say it without uh, without any um, without pussyfooting or sugarcoating it. No Vaseline. Um, we got it. We got this ice cube. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, is yeah. He said, "You seem like a hoe. Can you please seem more like a good girl?" That essentially is what he was saying. 
But what that basically meant is, okay, don't act like you're enjoying it. Right. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I'm like, wait, now you're adding a layer to it because I feel like the female sexuality is so complicated that um, like a woman needs to just be able to be herself in the moment because there are so many, I think like the average woman um, doesn't have an orgasm until she's like 25 years old, something oh, wow. like that. It's something ridiculous. And some crazy number, like 70% of, I'll look it up because I don't want to be just making up numbers, but some crazy amount of women never have an orgasm in their life. I've heard of um, such people. It's tragic. It's tragic. Actually, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. You're fine. And and I think so. It's hard enough to get to that point. Um, well, fifteen percent of women have difficulty. Ten percent have never had one. That's according to health.com. Um, it, if it's hard enough to get to that place for many women, now imagine adding on a layer of okay. Now you have to act like you don't like it. <laughs> right. That sucks. That sucks. That, that's going to kill it for anybody. Um, so I'm really grateful that we're changing. We're in a changing world where, like, everything's, like, a lot more acceptable. I still think there's a lot of guys out there who are judgy. Yeah, of course whatever. they are. But those, but those are the same dudes who are like, I don't want you to like it. And those are the guys you should not be talking to. Right, cat? Right? <laughs> those, are those, those are those bum trash cat guys who are like... Yo, man, why do you have condoms, man? Like, you're some kind of hoe. It's like, no, I'm being safe in case you didn't bring it in. It's like, what? Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's like, dude, no, you're the trash cat. Um, <laughs> not me. Not me. Okay. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, there's definitely a balance, too. I've been learning about, like, as I grew up as a woman... Of like setting a lot more boundaries early and early and quickly sure. and not letting guys like push their like I don't know no. not to let the guys drive well, does that make sense it makes sense it may be um, an issue relationship wise but <laughs> at some point but it makes sense um, because the whole I, don't know. I feel like I should elaborate on what I mean. Okay, yeah, because I was like, let's, because I was just taking that one sound bite, and I'm like, well, that's, okay, let's elaborate, and then we'll come back to it. That could mean a lot of things. I think what I mean by I've learned not to let the guys drive and to set boundaries early and often, um, I think sometimes I get into situations where, um, I end up in an uncomfortable position where there's like, a guy friend who thinks that I wanted more based off of conversations we had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, I was just being open-minded and having an honest conversation and that was not flirting. And, um, but they'll take it as to, like this just happened to me like twice in the last two weeks. Um, we're had open conversations with people about topics and then they're like, oh, so does that mean you want to come over? And I have to be like, no. <laughs> Um, so now as soon as I feel like a guy is pushing things in that direction like a friend of mine from an improv class all of a sudden because of the core and thirst was like his tone of friendship I was like okay I'm seeing a different tone so I like literally said um, you know I think you're a great guy but because of quarantine I can't physically see you or be around you therefore I don't know how I feel about you Um, so I just want to tell you that if I talk to you and flirt with you now, it doesn't guarantee anything will happen if I ever see you in person. So just letting you know that in advance, because I don't want you to be weird later on. Okay, um, I'm I think glad that's I good. did that. I, I took it really well. Here's the thing, and I've had this. You've you're, this is your first time being on a podcast, but we're like 75 episodes deep, so we've had a lot of these talks to various women and over time. Men, believe it or not, actually like honesty from women but most women i talk to treat men the way they treat women where they will kind of talk around it and they don't they don't want to be as blunt because they think they won't be received well guys actually hate to be let on way more than they hate to be let down and so are you saying those boundaries you're establishing you're like yeah i just i don't want him to lead the car and all that yeah that's you know diction or what have you but the actual thing you did was tell someone how you feel and set a clear line in the sand 
And so guys, so that guy likes you for real, then he'll probably keep, you know, thirsty during the quarantine. We all are. We're DM him, shooting from half court, whatever. And then when it's all said and done, be like, hey, you know, now that we're out in these streets, you want to get coffee. And then if it goes, it goes, but he won't put all his eggs in the basket. If he thought that you were about that action, he might do a full court press and then try to like break the quarantine and that kind of thing. And then he's being led on because you haven't said, I don't know how I feel about this guy. And so then when you say maybe not a month from now, then he feels way more rejected. Like, well, why didn't you say that a month ago? I could have been shooting at another target. So what you're doing is actually what guys would like. It's just that the women I talk to tend to like male attention. So they don't want to shut the door in case they want something down the line. So they'll let it fester. They'll let it go on and kind of play them to the side, but not really cut it off. And then once they realize, nah, then they say, nah, but now he's kind of invested. And so that's when it's a little bit like, dude, stop texting me. I already told you I don't like you, but it's been like four weeks of him taking shots. You know what I'm saying? So you're doing the right thing. I think any real dude hearing this would be like, Yes, please tell me you're not feeling me or that's probably not or it may not work out or probably won't work out because I won't yeah, bother I, you. <laughs> I tried doing this to um, a, a good friend of mine. Um, we talk a lot. I think at one point like two years ago or three years ago, we were on the road and we had a conversation about BDSM and he took that to mean that I wanted to hook up with him. So he's been like a friend of mine, but he was in a relationship for the past couple of years mm-hmm. and he just got single like weeks ago. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, it's quarantine. I haven't done it in a month. And hey, cat, like he was being all like sexy towards me. And I set a boundary <laughs> again. And I'm proud of myself because I'm Good. really non-confrontational. So I'm more likely to just like not talk to the person or change the subject, but never address it. And mm. I did it. I was like, you, person, um, I don't want to say their name. Sure. Like... You're a great friend of mine, but you know that what I'm looking for is a real relationship, and I know that what you're looking for right now is someone to just sleep with and have fun with, so I don't want to ruin our friendship. Um, Just for that, I think that would really change the dynamic, and I honestly appreciate you so much as who you are to me. Um, So we're better off just, you know, going for what we want and not with each other. Mm-hmm. And he was so nice about that, and he really respected it, and that was great. Now, I will say I'm this. Lying. I will say this because I got to – there's always some medicine that goes with this. And what you said, you did the right thing. You set a boundary. You were very clear. You are honest. And we appreciate that. You deserve an applause. <laughs> I put a little sound bite in there. But the other side to that is if he decides he doesn't want to be your friend anymore, you have to be prepared for what that part is. Because I've had this conversation before many times with people where we're friends, what have you, what have you, someone catches feelings, which means you're friends, but now they want more. And they make that known to you. Hey, I like you. Let's go out, yada, yada. And you say, no, let's go back to the way things are. So now they have to reconcile those new feelings they have. And those new feelings can distort the old relationship you had. And so now being just friends with you or going back to the way it was isn't the same. Now you're looking through it through the prism of this is less than what I want. And so now you're never going to be friends the same way you were before. And it definitely can change the dynamic of the friendship to the point where you might lose a friendship. And I think that's something that you have to be look out for, like be weary of if they start pulling away a little bit and just, it may yeah. be something just kind of let go. I think this is a situation where, like, I think a, when one of them is just thirsty and you're the, and you're neutral, like, that's the easy one to deal with because all he has to do is just get his dick wet with someone else, and he will. <laughs> he's, he's fine. He's going to do great. He does great. Like, whatever. He just, he was dating, like, a Calvin Klein model before. Like, he can get it. That's he Um, So I don't. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you don't need me for that. You could, you're gonna do, you're gonna do it. Um, <laughs> so, where am I going with this? My cat distracted me. I saw it. I was like, what's happening? Uh, um, but yeah, I think when it's one person who has like real, like feelings, feelings, that's when things get real sticky. I've listen. I've, I've been on both sides of this, and it is. I think sticky is an understatement. It usually gets stuck, and then. 
you have to like extricate yourself from the situation and then it's like the awkward like friend breakup breaking up with somebody as a relationship is one thing breaking up with a friend is brutal <laughs> it's just like hey man can you just keep giving my um you know fidget thing and i think i left a uh, a cup at your house can you just like leave my you just gotta take back little trinkets it's like hey man you still got my remote control like it's just it's it's a really awkward thing because all the memories you shared are still those memories but now like you go through it and it looks different because yeah, you remember i never have that close of friendships with guys where i have stuff that i leave at their house that mm-mm no. I, I think I kind of keep guys at more of an arm's length. No one's as close to me as my female friends, but I think that's strategically because I don't want that to happen. Well, listen, Kat, you you have some little wall built up, which is good. It's a good way to keep bad people out. It's also very difficult for people to get in. So it's a two-pronged thing. It's a, it's a good way to die. It's a really tough way to live. So it's a, it's a good way not to die. Hard way to live. So I get it, but... If you want that relationship and you want what you profess to want, then you will have to open that vulnerability up and either let the walls down or like throw a little ladder over the top and say, here, <laughs> climb this thing. This cuts this cool stuff on the inside. He's like, it's a pretty big wall, but I got it. You know, that's true. I mean, it's literally what I'm working on my, with my therapist right now is mm-hmm. like, Hey, um, I have a giant, great wall of china i have built around me yep how do i deal with this (laughs) you gotta have like a secret entrance somewhere it's like hey you see that one piece of rock that's a little bit like pushed out just pull on it and that's why yeah and like the great wall of china it's built out of human skulls oh wow that sounds like a stage joke get that out of here we're not doing (laughs) stand-up right now we're not doing material get that get the fuck out of here we're not doing that (laughs) But yes, like like you said, like every I was talking to my best friend about this because we him and I are very different. You don't know him, so it's it's fine. We're different people, and we approach life differently, which is why we're good friends. Actually, we usually see the same situation differently. We can kind of piggyback off each other. And I I said to him, he thinks I'm cynical. I think he's naive. <laughs> so so we we usually meet in the middle. Um, I think most of our friendship is like a twelve year friendship. Most of the time, I'm right, which is cool. I could be like, see, I told you, but sometimes he's right. And I'm like, damn, he's right. It's brutal. But one of the things that we talked about was there's no universal way to go about it. Like the whole dating process, letting people get close to you, what have you. Because if you let everybody get close, you'll let people near you who shouldn't be near you and they'll hurt you. But if you keep everybody away, you'll be protected, but then you'll be lonely. And so it's like, I guess the real way is you have a door that's retractable. You can let people in, you let people out. But even then, you can vet people as much as you want and they can get close to you and still hurt you. And those are the ones that hurt the most because you you put them through the process. They went through the, the gamut of stuff and you thought this is a trustworthy person. They get close and then they hurt you. Then it makes you not want to retract the door again. And it's more about not being jaded after that process. And that's difficult when you don't let yourself open that much. Yeah, I think what's key is giving yourself the time to heal after that and, and like, having outlets and activities that make you make you happy again so that you could be like, okay, it's not the end of the world if I get hurt. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're like, okay, I bounce back. It's fine. And so you're willing to throw yourself into the pit again and take a risk because you know you're not going to, like, die. Does that make sense? And I feel like I'm yeah. finally at a point where I've gotten my heart broken and been down in the worst of it and come back from it enough times that I'm like, okay, okay, I think I'm willing to do this. But I, I do need time to rest in between heartbreaks because I have to like, okay, recover, recover, recover. Okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> when was the last time you had your heart broken? I'm curious, given your great wall of China. Um... I mean, it's not the worst heartbreak in the world, but I feel like I'm sort of going through it right now with that guy who I was talking to for a couple months who Mm. had the girlfriend. Because I, like, stupidly Mm. believed him when he was like, oh, yeah, it's good. Like, she cheated on me, and now I'm, like, figuring it out. And I was like, okay, we can keep dating. Oh, no. Oh, he ran game on you. That, what a, what a, what a, what a trash cat that guy is. 
Oh, you think I should have just asked you? You should have. That's the cat. The reason this unofficial therapy podcast exists so people who got questions but can't get in contact with me. But you can. You can directly reach out to me, and be like, "Hey, man, how do you feel about this?" I'm like, "Oh, that trash cat. Get him out. He is garbage." And he's playing. He's running game again. I speak fluent, dude. I know most of the tricks. And I speak decent women because I talk to enough of you guys that I have a lot downloaded in my system. That's why I can just be I like. I think she never cheated, and that he. Well, here's the thing. I investigated more from another mutual friend, and he. She was like, "Oh yeah, that girlfriend cheated on him like three years ago, also." And I'm like, "Okay, maybe." And she knows that the one three years ago actually happened. She doesn't know if the recent one happened or not but i'm like okay if we know factually this person cheated before maybe this person cheated now i don't know <laughs> i'm just trying to find excuses for him I, it's I, stupid. I don't do it see that's see I, I gotta stop you you're doing you're doing this is the beauty of women and i'll say this and then go back to what you just said women will always try to look out for the best side of things which is guys take advantage of this unfortunately because guys are generally not that good so we'll let we'll betray your trust and then try to win it back through gifts and kind words and then betray it again. But women will tend to be more like forgiving. Here's, here's the issue with this dude, though. If this woman cheated him three years ago, he then chose to stay with her. Right? That was his choice. She made a choice to cheat. He made a choice to stay. So if he's using that as an excuse for him to be out in these streets, then that's on him. She did what she did and then left the ball in his court. He should have left. If he wanted to be in the streets, he should have just left. The idea that I stay with her to give her a chance, she cheated on me again. I'm so devastated. It's like, you knew what it was. You chose his life. She may be a trash cat chick too. Like, I'm not absolving her, but I'm not blaming her for his behavior. And so I'm... Well, and then, yeah. so right as he and I were like starting to really get going and get to know each other and really like each other, then the quarantine happened. And, mm-hmm. and then now they're quarantined together. And that's that. That's where the story... There's no, the story's over. This story's over. Rona did you a favor because you were going to do that cat thing you do where you, 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 you know, you know how you go to watch a movie that's ridiculous, like a, like a Marvel movie and you have to suspend disbelief and believe in superheroes and all this kind of stuff. Like, oh man, Iron Man saved the world. But really that's not a thing. Like you and your infinite knowledge and worldliness and newly found thirst trappiness. Again, thanks for all that stuff. You, (laughs) you suspend your intellect to give dudes chances they don't deserve because you want somebody around you. You want you want you want something like you're searching for that missing piece or whatever to quote the Shel Silverstein poem. And so you're going against what you like. If, if, I, if I asked you a month ago, like check your gut, check your heart. Do you think this guy's on the level? You'll probably be like, no, but he's cute, and I kind of like him. I haven't liked anybody in a long time. And you'll start rationalizing it, and then you will try to push through what you know in your gut to be not true. I mean, I guess, I guess so. And like, I got really pissed, and I actually told the girl what happened. Because oh, here's no. what happened. It, oh, oh no. uh, yeah. Um, oh boy, this went sideways. It turned to Jerry oh, this- Springer. <laughs> always did it was bad and i know it's like the end of the podcast but uh let's just say this they went to cabo together um supposedly she bought a ticket like we saw each other on a friday Mm -hmm. and then i saw an ig story of him on an airplane on a saturday morning and i'm like where are you going and he's like cabo and i'm like huh and then like 12 hours later i had like a jimmy neutron brain blast where i'm like oh she's with him huh the fuck and I asked him, and he's like, yeah, she is. But she bought the ticket today and surprised me. I didn't know. I was planning to go, like, swim there and do stuff with sharks and shit. Like, I've been planning this for a month, and she just decided to come along, blah, blah, blah. All right. I was so mad. I did not believe him. I told him I hoped he got corona. Wow. And then wow. I nope. DM'd her. And then I unsent it, and I resent it, and I unsent it. Um, and I resent it. I think she did read it. Um, you had a crazy moment. Yeah. Huh? You had a crazy moment. Continue. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, but you know what? It wasn't that crazy. That's me standing up for myself. Because if he's going to pull some bullshit, I'm going to pull some bullshit. He can't just pull bullshit and expect everything's going to be fine. Well, here's did the thing. you expect that? No. No, you punch me, I'm going to punch you back, okay? Well, I'm going to kick you right in the emotional dick. 
Well, I'm okay with the emotional dick kick. I'm not cool with the sin, unsin, sin, resin. That's the crazy part. The defending yourself part, I'm also okay with. What I'm saying, my point is, go ahead. Fully. That's 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 just crazy. You were waffling, and your you standing up for yourself would have been like sent, let it ride. You waffling back and forth with you fighting yourself. So you were, you didn't you did you did the march out, but then you left something in the house and had to come back in and grab some stuff. So it wasn't nearly as dramatic as you wanted it to be. My point is, if you don't take anything from this podcast or from our normal conversations, leave this dude alone. He is a loser. He is a trash cat. He is not good enough for you. He has already betrayed your trust numerous times. He has a chick around him who's not going to just go away. So even if he says, her and I are done, they're not. She's still around. She's going to be around. She, You've already DM'd her, which is crazy. So now she can get in contact with you. Don't do it. It's not I worth it. Her. I blocked her on everything because I, I was just like, I freaked out. She's, After she, yeah, I, I she's got three secret her. accounts. She already, she's already she's following you now under a new account. Listen, let this dude let this dude go. He is not worth your time, energy, or dick kicking ability. Like this is, he's not worthy of the amount of energy you put into it. And to say you're heartbroken for a dude who was obviously never fully engaged in the first place is maybe something for another podcast. But in this moment, yeah, I would say I would say sometimes I got to step back and I have a really good friend. Uh, do you know Quincy Johnson, the second? I don't. Maybe I've seen him before. Okay. We're not. He's close. like, I'm pretty sure he's like an L.A. He just established L.A. comic mm-hmm. who just every, I thought everybody knows him, but a lot of people know him because, mm. yeah, because he's he really hustles in comedy. Um, you'll meet him at some point, I'm sure. I'm sure. But um, he's one of my close friends who I'll ask. And like, what do you think of the situation and this guy? And he always says the same thing. He'll be like, Cat, that's not your heart broke. That you're not heartbroken. That's your ego. Your ego broke it. <laughs> yeah. Your ego is, but that's but that's that's almost too that's too on the nose. What I'm saying is I'm saying what I'm saying to, to make it sound ridiculous because I want you to hear back what you said to me. So if me saying your ego is hurt, you're like, Yeah, but like this dude has been lying to you since you met him. Like keep like put that in perspective. Ever since you met him, he has never been upfront with you. He's not upfront with you now. He's been behind your back. He's been lying, cheating, and stealing. <laughs> I just like saying the last part. I hope he hasn't stole from you. The, wherever wherever girl he's dealing with, that situation, they're enmeshed. They're not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. You have too many options to be dealing with this level of foolishness. I'm actually a little bit disgusted. Not with him, but with you. That we're even having this conversation. This dude is a, it's, this guy's a trash cat, 100%. But for you to be here like, man, I had to start blocking girls and kicking balls emotionally and all that. That's way too much for this dude who from day one was lying to you. He has never been honest with you. He may even, the name he told you may even be his real name. You don't know. This guy's been lying to you from the jump. And you're like, man, I got to get over this heartbreak. You need to... Look in the mirror and say, what are we doing? Do better. It's 2020. Also, let me push these front hitters up, take a quick video, and get a 1,000 likes and do the right thing. All right? Because there's no reason to be feeling this way for someone who's only taken away from your life. Even if you had good times together, it was built on a lie. So it was it was nothing. Also, I just want to say this for the record. This person has like 10 times as many Instagram followers is me. And I still get double the views on my videos. Something doesn't add up. Yeah, so those are bought follows. Because they, they're, they're, they're lying to you. They're also lying about how many followers they have. They're lying about life. That's not even her real hair color. I'm just saying, do better. Let this go. Get out, get out of this ego sunken place you're in. Keep doing what you're doing. You're crushing IG right now. And then start setting up your post IG life because, you know, we got we got another month of Corona and I think we're going to be out in these streets again. So this is your chance to vet people. This is your chance to really kind of get your shit together, which I think is necessary. And then when you come out of this, you'll be hopefully not still dealing with this. This dude's a liar. Let's just call it what he is. All right. Do you want to build? Do you want to build something with a guy who's already showed you he has the capacity to lie to you for a month without you knowing? How could you ever build something with someone like that? 
keep that in mind. We keep that in mind. I don't want to. Uh, it was just like a lie by omission, but like okay, ugh. yeah, but that's again. That's that. That's that's a that's a political lie. I told him. I know, but I'm bad because I told him like four different on four different occasions. Like, dude, talk to me when you're single. I can't do this. And then I would, like, go back on my word yep. every single time. Yep. And I need to not do that. I need no. to be a woman of my word because I could have protected myself yep. at every point along the way. So it's my fault that I got hurt. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said I'm disgusted with you because I understand this is being painted as this trash cat lied to me. My What I'm hearing is I let this trash cat continue to lie to me and let myself get close to a liar. I don't even, I don't even care about this dude. Like, and now I'm still like, why won't he like me and talk to me? <laughs> he probably does like you. He also likes her. He also probably likes another third chick because he's a liar. He's a deceiver. And again, who cares how many follows and how many fake people like him and follow him? He's not a good dude. He's not a good dude for you. Do better and stop. Like this is not a, this the you issue here is what you allowed to happen, not what he did. What he did is deplorable, but it's not uncommon. What you're allowing to happen to you now, you're at you're at home, chance to glam up and, and gram up, and you're out here talking about some dude who's down and just just stop, stop yeah, it. He's like the worst. He's the worst, and um, yeah, I can do so much better. I, yeah. I feel like it's that it's that saying the George Bush saying, fool me, me once, once, shame yeah. on you. Fool me twice. Um, shame on me, but for me, he didn't even say that. Life, he said fool when you can't get fooled again. He fucked up. The, he didn't yeah. even say it right. <laughs> he didn't even say it right. <laughs> for me, fool me, fool me, you can't fool get me uh, Shame on you. Uh, fool me five more times because I have a crush. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. And this will this will be a, we have to come back to this because we had to talk about the dichotomy between the person you are and the person I think you want to be, and those and that's okay. where a lot of this gets to. But we need to go ahead and wrap this up. Kat, where can people find you on social media? Because I'm sure they're trying to figure out what I've been talking about with these glam pictures and this thirst trap. They're like, well, I got to get some of this thirst. So where can they find you? Yeah, if you guys want to see my... Like, here's the thing. is you're saying they're thirst traps, they're also hilarious. Uh, I'm yeah. making these fun character videos. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Kat. I haven't laughed one time. But I, I appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> They're at the Cat Alvarado on Instagram. That's C A T A L V A R A D O. You can also follow me on Facebook.com slash Cat Alvarado Comedy or Twitter at the Cat Alvarado. I'm I'm everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I see it. And we appreciate you being here. We definitely need to go back to this because the people need to know how this story ends closer towards the end of Rona, but also what your new perspective is and what steps you're taking to not keep getting caught in these man. It's man traps, because this is whatever. I don't want to belittle. I don't want to bury the lead, but I'm we'll a, get into I'm that a, next time. I'm going to avoid, I'm going to avoid men. <laughs> oh, geez. That's okay. Yeah, we need to talk next time. But I'm not going to lie. No, I think, I think there is a special somebody who has popped up in my life that I didn't expect who we thought I broke up with. Oh, um, I thought we broke up and he was kind of lame when we were together. And then he's actually been a really caring, concerned person during coronavirus and oh, his no. lameness. Oh no, Cat. We need to. We need, we'll talk later, Cat. We don't have. To, we don't have. To, I'm not. I don't got enough bandwidth. I don't have enough memory on my computer. We don't have time to get into. He's a great guy. There's a great guy who's on the who's, who's seems like he might win me back. Oh my God, Cat. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to an official therapy podcast, Cat. We need to talk, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode from the quarantine series. Uh, follow us on social media. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.